And that's a really big deal when you consider that the majority of the population, at least in the US, is really operating, right, from this consciousness, from this stress consciousness. You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, and I am your host and wealthy mentor, Dr. Michelle. My mission is to empower conscientious women entrepreneurs to create a life full of abundance, purpose, health, wealth, and joy. In this podcast, you'll learn how to elevate your health, lifestyle, and surroundings so you can tap into your power, show up more confidently, and focus on what really matters, sharing your gifts, better serving your clients, and showing up even more for the people you love. This is today's businesswoman, the wealthy woman. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Organo. So adding reishi-infused coffee and tea has been one of the best things I've done in the past year to upgrade my health. Reishi is one of the most scientifically researched herbs on the planet. I studied it for years in school, and it's one of the most powerful adaptogens. It has benefits like uh, immune boosting, stress relief, liver protection and regeneration, improved circulation, energy boosting, protection against radiation, free radicals, and other environmental stressors. It has anti-inflammatory effects, and it's loaded with antioxidants. You know, a lot of women hear mushrooms and think that this product's going to taste bad, but it's seriously delicious. I literally drink it every single day. So if you want to try some for yourself, grab some samples at wealthywoman.co forward slash organo. That's O-R-G-A-N-O. Hey there and welcome back. It is Wealthy Wednesday, so that means I've got another episode for you. I got some amazing feedback from last week's episode, so if you haven't had a chance to catch it yet, definitely be sure to set aside like 10 minutes today and go watch it on YouTube or IGTV or listen to it on your favorite podcasting platform. Last week we talked about how brain fog affects our productivity and how our typical approaches aren't actually helping but hindering the process. They're actually worsening the inflammation in our body. The good news is that today I'm gonna be chatting about the three core issues that are likely contributing to your brain fog and also how to address them. So last week I talked about inflammation and how that's a huge core issue around brain fog, but that word, inflammation, has been thrown around so many times. It's kind of diluted, right? I mean, what is inflammation anyway? Inflammation isn't all bad, just like all stress isn't bad, right? We actually need the inflammatory response for things like acute injuries because it helps to protect us against infection. But when we have low-grade chronic inflammation all the time, we end up with issues around cell-to-cell communication, impaired detox activity, we have issues with blood sugar balance, we have issues with altered enzyme activity, we have an overactive and a confused immune system, which, if left unchecked, can actually lead to things like autoimmune conditions. So 
let's talk about inflammation and brain fog. The three main sources of inflammation that we're gonna be talking about today are gut health, toxicity, and stress. So I'm gonna be talking about why these things are contributing to your brain fog. First, let's start with gut health. And if you haven't checked out episode 83, definitely check it out. It goes into way more depth around gut health and healing. And I actually talk about my 5R protocol. Now you've probably heard the term leaky gut before, but you might not know what that actually means. So basically our gut lining is one cell thick one cell that's very, 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 very thin, right? And these cells are held together by what's called tight junctions. And so these tight junctions are what help to filter out what comes in and what's kept out of our bloodstream. And what we wanna come into our bloodstream are things like nutrients, but we wanna keep out things like pathogens or undigested food particles and toxins. But when we have chronic inflammation and agitation to the gut lining, those tight junctions end up loosening up and we get little microscopic gaps in between those cells, which means that the things that we're trying to keep out, the pathogens, the undigested food particles and the toxins actually start to end up in our bloodstream. So as you can imagine, these things are like foreign invaders. So it jacks up our inflammatory response because our body's like, whoa, 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 we need to take care of this stuff. Okay, so it just exacerbates the whole inflammatory response. This is actually what's happening when people have multiple food sensitivities, right? They think that they are reacting to all these different foods that they're eating, and actually, literally, they are. Like, their immune system is super reactive to the things that they're eating because those undigested food particles are passing through that gut lining, and the immune system is starting to mount an attack against that food. This is also why it can be extremely frustrating for those people, maybe you're one of them, where it's like you try to eliminate the bad foods, but you're still experiencing things like gas and bloating and brain fog and acne and so many other symptoms associated with leaky gut. And the fact is, it doesn't matter if it's a bad food or a good food, right? If it's unhealthy food or a healthy food, because those undigested food particles are still passing through the system. So your immune reactivity is heightened. You know, running a really good quality food sensitivity test and removing those foods that you're reactive to is a really good first step to decrease inflammation, but it's not really going to heal the gut lining because you need to pair it with herbal antimicrobials and nutrients and herbs and probiotics that are actually going to create a healthy gut environment so that you can eventually reintroduce those foods. Make sense? So typically when I suspect, or better yet, test for a leaky gut, which I do through the comprehensive stool analysis that I run, when that's positive, I actually also assume that we've got leaky brain going on because the same protein that's measured, called zonulin, is the same protein that contributes to leaky brain. And when we are talking about leaky brain, instead of talking about the one cell thick lining of the gut, we're talking about the blood brain 
barrier. When we have chronic inflammation, certain molecules increase, which end up causing microscopic gaps in the blood-brain barrier, just like in the gut, but those unwanted particles can now pass through the blood-brain barrier. And as a normal protective response, our body amps up our inflammation more because it's trying to fight off those foreign invaders, right? So that increased inflammation around the brain, brain fog. So circling back to leaky gut for a moment, one of the things that's commonly overlooked or not considered is that we're not processing and absorbing our nutrients as well as we could. And so we tend to be lacking a lot of the building blocks we need for certain hormones and neurotransmitters and enzymes. So that can be a huge player when we think about nutrient deficiencies. I mean, how many women do I see who come in with iron deficiency, right? And it's like, well, what about gut health? You know, you're taking all these iron supplements, but are you actually absorbing them and processing them? Maybe not if your gut's inflamed. And on top of that, if we don't have enough nutrients available circulating around in our body, you know, how's our body and our brain going to be functioning optimally? All right, so does that help you kind of understand the connection between brain fog and gut health? If so, put a yes in the comments below so I know. And if not, ask me a question so I can circle back and answer it for you. All right, so moving on to toxicity. Like I said with leaky gut, those microscopic gaps can let toxins cross through to the bloodstream, right? No good. But there are also toxins that enter our bloodstream through our lungs and through our skin. And there's even toxins that are being produced in our body just from regular, normal cellular metabolism. So if our natural detox pathways are clogged up or kind of sluggish, then we're gonna have a buildup of those toxic compounds and chemicals, and that's going to increase our systemic inflammation because our body is constantly trying to package up and ship out those toxins from the body. By the way, I'm not gonna be saying all this stuff to like scare you or something. Um, that's not my goal at all. I really wanna empower and educate you. Yes, toxicity is a big deal. But we can't and we absolutely shouldn't try to avoid all toxins. That would just cause some crazy neuroticism that I don't want to perpetuate. So let's just focus on what we can do, okay? To decrease the toxic load that enters your mouth, I highly recommend purchasing organic foods and things like pastured meats and eggs and things like that. If you can't purchase everything organic, that's totally okay. Um, just go to the Environmental Working Group's website. They have some great resources like the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, so I'll put those resources sources in the notes. It's also really important to consider the water you're drinking. So I personally only drink spring water or water that comes out of my Berkey filter because um, tap water can be really toxic. It can contain different chemicals like even heavy metals but also things like chlorine and other things like fluoride which I'm not here to debate about fluoride, but nothing in the medical research has shown me or proven to me that it is beneficial to our health in any way, even our teeth. So to decrease the toxins that are entering through our skin, you first wanna think about what actually comes in contact with your skin, right? So your clothes. So think about laundry detergents and fabric softeners, things like that. But also, you know, lotions, sunscreens, makeup, 
cleansers, soaps, shampoos, conditioners, other hair products, things like that. So unfortunately, there's a lot of products out there that are really, really, really toxic. So I just want you to be informed and aware when you are purchasing your products. Again, the Environmental Working Group has a great resource guide called Skin Deep. You can actually just put in whatever products you're curious about and it'll tell you where they land on the spectrum of toxicity. It's really cool, so I'll put that in the notes for you. When we're thinking about decreasing toxins that are coming in through our lungs, there's simple things that we can do, like standing upwind when we're filling up the gas tank of our car, right? Not many people think about that. But also not jogging or bicycling on busy streets because you're really, you're like at that level where you're like getting a bunch of car exhaust in your face, right? And of course, my favorite, getting out into nature on a regular basis, like beautiful fresh air that's actually cleansing to your body. We also wanna think about indoor air quality. This gets overlooked a lot, but a lot of times indoor air quality is actually more toxic than outdoor air quality. You know, how many people are just stuck inside with their windows closed, circulating their heater or their air conditioner without letting any fresh air in, right? We've got off-gassing, we've got fire retardants, we've got mold spores, we've got all kinds of potentially toxic dust particles, right? Let alone the toxicity that's coming in from the bottom of our shoes, right? Things like that. So personally, you know, I love having the windows open, fans going for at least part of the day, every single day. I also take off my shoes when I enter the front door and put on my slippies. That's also a really good mental boundary for you to be like, okay, I'm home now and kind of shift that energy. And finally, those toxins that are circulating through our body, whether or not they came from external sources or just normal cellular metabolism, they need to be processed in the body, right? So we need to make sure that we're getting adequate nutrients to do those processes, right? Gut health, we need to make sure that you're eliminating efficiently gut health, and also that you are breathing well. Because yes, breathing can bring in toxins, but breathing is also a really good way for your body to get rid of toxins. All right, let's move on and talk about stress. Stress definitely leads to inflammation, but it also has this really interesting effect on the brain, which I'm gonna to touch on in just a minute. So first, the inflammation piece. Stress can come at us from all angles, and it can be real, perceived, or imagined, and our body responds the same way. We can get it physically from our crappy posture, right, and our excessive exercise, let alone our gut health and our toxicity level. We can get it mentally from trying to do everything on our own, from all the distractions that we have during the day, right? From our tendency towards perfectionism or caring too much about someone's opinion. We can get it emotionally from trying to be a chronic people pleaser, from our inner critic, from negative thought loops and limiting beliefs. We can get it spiritually from not taking the time for self-reflection or from connecting with nature or from nurturing our communication with source. These are just a few of the ways that stress comes into our life, right? But we're so used to it, so numb to it that we don't even realize that it's really dictating how we're living. 
being in this constant state of fight, flight, or freeze, make sure that we've got a constant stream of cortisol that's actually suppressing a bunch of bodily functions that are considered non-essential in an emergency situation. So it's suppressing things like our digestion and our immune function and it's jacking up our blood sugar because it thinks we need this instant energy to run away from a tiger. Our body's acting like it's under attack, like it is constantly under threat. And what is our body's natural response to a threat? Inflammation, right? When we think about a bacteria or a virus or even cancer, our body should be able to mount an appropriate response, deal with it, and be done with it. But when we're in this constant state of stress, we upregulate those inflammatory compounds, which come from our immune system, right? And then our, our immune system basically gets overactive and confused. It doesn't know what to do or what to fight or what to put its focus on. And like I said previously, that overactivity and confusion of the immune system is what leads to autoimmune conditions. This brings up a topic I hear a lot about. You know, I get these people who are like, I haven't gotten sick for however long and then I had vacation or I had a break and all of a sudden I got sick or I was sick the whole time. And it's like, yeah, like your body finally was able to focus <laughs> on what it should be focusing on instead of constantly putting out all of these fires, right? It was no longer overactive and confused. It was like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> which again is to mount that response, deal with it and be done. This is a huge deal because this chronic inflammation and stress leads to symptoms, right? And we're really good at ignoring those symptoms, which are actually signals from our body that something is off, something's out of balance and we need to pay attention. But instead, we decide to keep pushing through until we burn out or we get some crazy diagnosis that scares us enough to reach out for help. And unfortunately, most of the conventional medical system will only help you when you have a diagnosis and they can actually prescribe you something. And as many of us know, <laughs> that prescription isn't necessarily going to help. It's not addressing the root cause. It's usually just a band-aid, right? A way to suppress those signals from your body. But this is where functional medicine and naturopathic medicine really shine. We're able to address those root causes before you get to the point where you need a diagnosis, right? There's so many of you out there who know that something is off but no one is helping you. No one's giving you answers, right? They're just saying that you're normal. We talked about what normal means in the last video, but using these whole body approaches, we're able to address these things before the conventional medical system would even acknowledge that they exist. I always say this, but like, don't ignore the symptoms. They're signals from your body. 
pay attention, listen, ask for help. In addition to the inflammation, chronic stress shunts blood from our forebrain, which is where all our executive functions come from. So things like our working memory and our cognitive flexibility, our problem solving, regulating our emotions, our focus, our impulse control. So it shunts blood from that area to our hindbrain, which is more reflexive and reactive. So when we're stressed, you know, we have difficulty making decisions. We are easily distracted. We feel like we're creatively blocked. We feel emotionally unstable, right? We're pretty impulsive. That's when we're typically, you know, reaching for that sweet treat or that caffeine or that alcohol like we talked about in last week's episode. And that's a really big deal when you consider that the majority of the population, at least in the U.S., is really operating, right, from this consciousness, from this stress consciousness. So to re-emphasize from last week, your brain is not broken, at least not permanently, right? But to fix your brain, you need to fix your body. You need to give it the right information and the right instructions so it knows what to do, right? So here is your homework for this week. Number one, start paying attention to how you feel after you eat. Do you feel energized and amazing? Or do you feel like you need to take a nap? Do you get bloated? Does your brain fog get worse? These sort of things, tapping into those symptoms or signals from your body are gonna tell you a lot about whether or not your gut health needs some attention. Number two, download my low toxicity living guide. This is a 10 page guide that walks you through all different types of areas that you can decrease your toxic load, whether it's in your environment, your food, all sorts of things. I will say, do not get overwhelmed. You do not have to do everything all at once. Just take it one step at a time, okay? Number three, start to tap into your stress. When do you notice that your shoulders are creeping up and tense? Like when do you notice that you're most distracted? When do you notice that you're making impulsive decisions? Tap into that and see if you can start identifying areas of stress, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And then once you've identified those areas, see where you can make adjustments. If you need help with this, reach out. All right, that is it for today. Stay tuned for next week's Wealthy Wednesday, where I go over lifestyle hacks, nutrition, supplements, and my favorite tools and resources that have helped me beat brain fog. If you liked this video, please click the like button below, share it with someone you love, subscribe to my channel, and be sure to click that little bell so you don't miss next week's episode. Also, if you're feeling drawn to work together, I encourage you to check out my wealth activation program. You can get there by going to wealthywoman.co forward slash activation. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week. All right, ladies, thank you for listening to another transformational episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) You know my mission is to help inspire and empower women to share their gifts, better serve their clients, and show up even more for the people they love. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave an awesome review so more women can find us and join us in creating a life of wealth.